Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Last time, we spoke about how to begin a speech. Today, we will discuss the eight ways on how not to begin a speech. Now, remember, this is just David and myself. We're twins. We're identical. We think alike, but we don't always agree on the same points. But these eight points, we came to sort of an agreement. And this is what we believe on how you should not begin a speech. Point number one, do not introduce yourself. Do not start with my name is. Now, the reason why we say that, we'll explain a little bit more further. People already know who you are if they're coming to hear you speak. Right. Number two, poor posture. Hands in your pocket, arms crossed, head up, head down, whatever it may be. Number three, something the audience already knows about. This is a result of basically not knowing your audience. So don't want to begin your speech with something the audience already knows about. Um, number four, apologizing. We'll, we'll explain a little bit more what that really means later. Point number five, you don't, starting a speech with the word so, or hey, how's everyone doing? <laughs> number six, saying I'm not an expert, but point number seven, let me tell you what I'm going to talk about. Now, this one here, I'll explain a little bit more further later why it could be a yes or a no. And then the last point today of how not to begin a speech is, hey, I'm glad to be here. Well, if you're getting paid, you should be glad to be here. Or if it's benefiting your business, you should be glad. But you don't need to tell me that. Right. So anyway, those are the eight points. Dave, I mean, you've spoken at many conferences. You've spoken at many places. You've heard a lot of speakers begin a speech. But have you heard some begin speeches in ways that made you say, hmm, what? what? Certainly. And, and, and it really made me cringe. I, I felt embarrassed for them. And in some ways, I understood what the audience was feeling because I was in the audience. And these were no-nos for me. And we could talk about them as we go on, Dan, but I'll tell you, these are no-nos for me. And part of it is because I believe that they're chosen to speak for a reason. And when they begin in this way, it takes the audience away. It deflates what they're trying to say. It takes their credibility and squashes it. These are things you want to avoid for sure. Yep. I agree. I agree with you on that one. Dave, let's begin with the first one. Sure. Uh, do not introduce yourself. Do not start with my name is or tell people about yourself. I think honestly, if an audience has no choice, they have to go to every single room and hear every single speaker. It's not their choice to be in your in the room to hear you speak yeah you might want to introduce yourself but every conference i've been a part of tech conference even the microsoft conference coming up in two weeks it's a virtual conference right it'll give you the title of that that class that course that session the name of the speaker and then sometimes it gives you a brief bio of the speaker in their linkedin tag the linkedin handle where you can go find more about right. them so i don't really need to go visit that class or go visit that session if I don't like the title, I don't like the course. And if I do, 
I want to read a little bit more about you to determine if you have the right credibility to be speaking on that program, to speaking on that course. So honestly, for me, when a speaker gives up and says that, I really don't care. I already know who you are. I don't care about you reintroducing yourself or telling me about your, your whole life story when it has no relevance to marketing. Don't tell right. me about growing up in XYZ state or place when I just came here to get a marketing session. I have 30 minutes now and you just ate up five of my 30 minutes and I'm trying to take as many notes as possible so I can learn to make more profitability for my company and you want to tell me about yourself. I don't right, right. know about how to make money. Tell me about how to, how to make sure Google AdWords are doing well. Tell me how to make their, sure I beat the Facebook out. I don't need all that other stuff about you. Anyway, that's, that's my personal opinion. Dan, can I, can I add something in there? I think that might be helpful. When we talk about how not to begin a speech, you don't want to introduce yourself. You're right. People have the program. They know who you are from, in a sense. They can via Google and search you out if they want to before you begin the speech. They can, they can look these things up, but... You might have an MC of the conference. You might have a program planner. You might have someone who actually will go up and in the very beginning do a quick intro anyways. Exactly. So you're right. You don't have to do it a second or third time. People can get it from the program. They can get it online or they can get it from the person that's going to go up and introduce you. And that makes you look like a rock star as a speaker if that's done anyways. Don't go up there and repeat it again and again and again. It only takes away from your presentation. And like you said, Dan, if they're there for a limited time, you've already wasted their time. <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break. Today's quick sponsor is Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thinks allows women executives and stay-at-home moms to declutter their homes once and for all. Why do you keep purging and the clutter keeps coming back? To purge once and for all and for good, reach out to livelovethinks.com to learn more. Also, watch her free training. If you have any other questions, go to livelovethinks.com. Thank you very much for being a great sponsor. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jakowicz of pauljakowicz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jakowicz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. I don't yeah, like that. Too. I don't like it. So, so <laughs> let Dan, what about poor posture? I remember having a sales training and these sales directors, sales reps had to get up and give these presentations. And one of the sales guys got up there and put his hands in both of his pockets walking around talking. And I can't believe how many of us in that room were kind of just like confused. I was perplexed. And afterwards, I couldn't help myself. I had to go and ask. Him. I said, well, so, 
why do you walk around with two hands in your pocket? It made me feel like you didn't care about your presentation. No, no, I, I, I cared. I, I really cared. And, but I said, it made me feel like you didn't care. Hmm. You were slouching your shoulders. You're walking around kind of like laissez-faire, didn't really care. It was really discouraging. Seeing speakers put their hands right there on the platform, the podium, they're standing there, they're holding on to it. They could come across looking like they're scared to death or they're not interested. They're not using their hands and realizing that body language is so vital mm-hmm. for a speaker. And it actually speaks louder than the actual words you're using. And if you sit there clenching on to something, looking all tense, looking like you don't care, then it's going to make me feel like it's not important either. This is why posture is so important. And I actually tell people that when I'm coaching them, that posture actually helps you when you expand your diaphragm, learning how to stabilize your base as a speaker, you come across more confident. Yep. Posture is important. So Dan, I don't know. I just want to throw this out because I've seen speakers go up there and, and it seems like, oh, I speak all the time. I'm used to this. And I'm sitting there going, for someone who speaks all the time, you should be more in tune with this. You should know that you have to have good posture. Quit putting your hands in your pocket. Yep. I Quit agree. I mean, even you know, uh, right. having a conversation with friends, if, if you if you meet somebody for the first time, a stranger, when, and they, you walk up to them and they have their arms crossed and they're leaning back, <laughs> that typically means um, I'm waiting for you to say something negative so I can attack you. Right. I'm defending myself so that you can't hurt me. A lot of times uh, audiences do that. We had had a new sales director that I was training before I left my company to go go independent as an entrepreneur. Uh, And we brought him in and my job was to train him. And so I was trying to help him and I trained him on his speech and everything else just for a brief 15 minutes. That's all I had. He got up and the first thing he did was he crossed his arms. I'm glad to be your new director of sales. I, um, yeah, I don't have experience in IT technical sales, but I've been doing sales leadership and clothing sales and, uh, manufacturing sales, retail sales. Uh, and that's how he spoke. And the whole room looked at him and said, why do we hire this knucklehead? <laughs> it's, he just did that. That's how he did right. it. Um, right. so yeah, you're absolutely right, Dave. Great point. Our posture is very important. It's a great way to, uh, tell the audience, I, I don't really want you here because I'm worried about you're going to attack me. Um, point number three, how, how not to begin a speech. Something the audience already knows about. I mean, this is the result of not knowing your audience. We talked a little bit about this earlier, right? So you're telling people the weather is X, Y, Z. Uh, you're in Austin, Texas saying, man, it's a hot day today. The weather is over hundred degrees. People are like, you don't think we know that? We got out of the car. We had to walk into the building. We were running to the building because of the air conditioning. That's right. Why would, why, would we, why would we not know that? We live in Texas. It's sweating all the time. As soon as you walk outside, you, you're sweating. What, what are you talking about? How do we not know that? This is, this is an example of not, how not to open up your speech. You just don't do that. Another thing is uh, you're, you're, you're in a room and you're in, in the room with the audience and you're, you're looking at the audience and you're talking about technology from 10 years ago people are like what you're just now getting hip I, th- I get reminded of this with my kid dave i'm sure your kids your teenagers remind you all the time dad you don't know what tiktok is or dad you don't know how instagram works <laughs> you're talking about it's like you're, you're talking to them about how facebook works and they, they're looking at you like that's so three years ago or two years ago you know th- that's the same way if you walk in as a speaker and you tell the audience something they knew because it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago 
you just don't do that as a speaker. I hear that all the time at technical conferences. People do that. And, and the audience looks at them like, you just lost credibility. I'm going to get up and walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important for the speaker. Like you said, Dan, to be aware of that. You'll hear people, musicians, concerts, and you see these on YouTube and people will say, thank you, Chicago. And they weren't in Chicago. They were in St. Louis. Oh gosh, not their rival city. You said this. Or New York is the best. And you were in Philadelphia and you said that. I'm, I'm a, you you got to be aware of these things. You got to know the facts. You got to know what you're talking about. And don't, like you said, tell them what they already know. You know, this is the biggest way you could crush it. But Dan, I want to go into number four. This is perhaps my biggest pet peeve. You're going to see how passionate I'm about to get here. All right. My biggest pet peeve. You open your presentation by saying, I'm sorry. Why would you begin by apologizing? Now, don't get me wrong. If you're listening to this podcast, you understand what I'm going to talk about here in a minute. It's okay to self-deprecate and talk about yourself in a way to kind of make it light and humorous, but not at the very beginning, not a way to just slam yourself, not a way to make you look bad and feel bad. Then why would I come and hear you? I've been in so many presentations and I heard someone go, well, I know I'm not the keynote speaker. I'm not as good as that person. Then why do I want to hear you? You better be as good as that person in your mind. You better be confident. Why they put you on there for a reason. You better know your stuff. Quit apologizing for everything under the sun. Dan, this is my biggest, biggest, biggest pet peeve. It actually gets me fired up. My blood gets going. I just feel like I want to go tell that person, stop saying sorry. I don't know, Dan. I don't know. You, you'd say what you would say, but I want, to, I want you to know, Dan, this drives me nuts. You know, Dave, I, I would have to agree with you on that. I get, a, I get on my kids about that all the time. I get on them about that all the time. I'm dad. I'm sorry I wasn't good enough. What are you talking about? You're the best. You're awesome. I don't, I don't get what you're talking about. I, 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 don't, I want to make sure that they understand self-esteem is very important. Yeah. And if an, if an audience is coming to listen to you speak and you're apologizing for your deficiencies, you just lost mm-hmm. your importance to yourself and to the audience. You're absolutely correct about that. I think I uh, remember when I attended the conference and the speaker asked how everyone was doing. Mm-hmm. And the audience didn't, didn't say anything. They had these, these blank looks on their face. I mean, it's, it's not like a Tony Robbins or a motivational seminar. Right. It was a technical seminar. I, I can understand if you're a motivational seminar. How's everyone doing? Are you all excited? Are you fired up? I'm excited to be here. Who thinks it's going to be the best day today? I think it's going to be the, Are you happy? Are you excited to be here? Oh, well, I guess people should... Say, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a hurrah. Maybe it's a sports moment where the coach gets here. Who's going to win today? We're going to win today. Who's going to win today? We're going to win. Yeah, that's great. But you don't have that relationship with the audience yet. So it doesn't make sense to do that. So starting with speech with how is everyone doing or so, those two, those two statements, it's kind of awkward. The audience, does, they don't know how to feel. They don't know what to think. They don't know exactly what they should say or what are you gonna, what's going to be the next words out of your mouth? All they hear is I'm nervous. Yep. It's awkward. I want to gauge if you're kind of going to like me or not. And depending on your response will dictate how much of myself I give to you as a speaker. And so I think it's very important to just think about the speech, think about how you want to deliver it, how you want it to come across and not think about waiting in the very beginning 
gauging the audience feedback to determine if you're going to give, give it your all. That just doesn't, it just doesn't work that well. Yeah. I, I think it's really sad when you have an opportunity like that. What a great platform. When you get this stage, when you get the ears of the audience, and then you start like that, that mm. it, it's deflating to start a conversation with a group or to have that interaction with the audience. And you begin with, well, I'm not really the subject matter expert. I'm really not the guy to go to. I was just tabbed to share some thoughts. What? What are you doing? Mm, mm. I'm not not as funny as that guy. I'm not Mm. as smart as this person. Then get Mm. off the stage. (laughs) Just, oh, I don't want you there. Dan, I tell you, this is the, these are sort of things you can't do. I know we're laughing, but that's okay. It's okay to laugh because you can't get better unless you learn by making mistakes. You can't Mm. get to the point where you feel like you have a master of the stage. You have a master of delivering. If you can't go through falling down, blowing it, I've blown it, Dan. I've messed up. I've wanted to compare myself as a speaker to someone else who had a, a reputation out there who was making six, seven figures from speaking. I wanted to do that, but I had to realize I've got to be secure in me. I can't start that off because I'm being insecure because I can lead their audience to feel insecure. Yep. I've got to be confident in what I can do and what I can deliver. They're expecting it. And I believe that the audience, if you really understand, they're very gracious. They want you to be successful. Why? Because they're putting their time and their money. They're coming there to give you their attention. Mm-hmm. They want you to be successful. They want you to be a rock star. They want you to be like you said earlier, the Eric Tomlins, the, the Tony Robbins, the, you know, the Les Browns. They want you to be those people. That's who you exactly. are, right? You're absolutely right, Dave. I remember those days when I first began speaking and I remember the first things that came out of my mouth was, as you stated, well, I'm not as good as XYZ. I know I'm not the last speaker who I just heard from the hallway that you guys loved him. I'm hoping that you guys would be kind to me as well. That, that, that was horrible. I can't believe I actually did that way, way back in the past. Yeah. I think the, the, the seventh point. Good. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to talk about today. Once again, as you stated, David, the MC that introduced you probably told the audience your, your background, your name, what you're going to be talking about today. The program where people signed up to come listen to you speak also heard and knew what you're going to be talking about. So for me... I don't like telling the audience what I'm going to be speaking about. They don't need to be reminded. Remember, as a speaker, you're limited on how much time you have. Now, unless it's a seminar where you go to the Bahamas and you're there for a three-day retreat to listen to Tony Robbins speak or, or, or somebody that famous where they can take up an extra 30, 45, 50 minutes, maybe an hour and a half. Who cares? It's their conference. That's a different <laughs> story, right. right? But if you only have 30 minutes to speak and if you spoke a lot, you'll see a person way in the back of the room with a clock or with a tablet or something to remind you, you got five minutes, you have two minutes, you have one minute left to speak. They're, they're, they're trying to make you hurry up. This is not a good way to begin your speech. However, if you are a speaker, and this is where Dave and I had to go back and forth because for Dave, and sometimes it is important to tell the audience what you're talking about because what you're speaking about is so important that you need to hit the point over and over and over and over again to make sure the audience walks out that door, never forgetting that one point. So sometimes it is important to remind the audience of why they're in that session. Right. Remind you why you're here today. 
you are here because you don't like this or you want this about yourself or you this or you that. So yeah, it's okay to remind the audience that way. But if you're just telling the audience a regurgitation of something you're gonna, you're, they already know about, it doesn't make any sense. You're yeah, let me time. ask you this. Let me, let me throw this out. I know we talked about this earlier, but let me throw a scenario. What if you're getting ready to get up to speak? We haven't addressed this yet, but what if you're getting ready to speak and then the PowerPoint or the slide presentation doesn't work? Or what if you get up to speak and then all of a sudden the speaking system goes out? What do you do when technology doesn't work in the very beginning? And I'm going to say this. What you don't do, and I'm going to tell you guys a story. What you don't do is apologize for the technology not working. These things are going to happen. Well, I'm sorry. My slides aren't working. Well, you're the expert. Go without the slides. You're the expert. Let's figure out a different way to deliver your presentation, right? So. Yeah. These are things I've seen, and I, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out because I just felt like this, this, this was on my mind to say, what, what, why do we make these excuses? You're absolutely right, David. At technical conferences, because I have a technical background, I go to a lot of technical conferences, you'll see the speaker get up and turn their back to the audience, and they'll read every single slide and every single point and every single diagram, and they'll talk about every nuance about that, that particular. This is what we call death by PowerPoint. <laughs> I have about a thousand slides and I'm going to read each and every single slide. I'm going to read every word that's on that slide, even though you can read it for yourself, but I'm going to read it to you just in case you can't read. I'll read every single point, every single slide. That is death by PowerPoint. I, I, I get excited when the technology doesn't work because I can now make a joke. Well, guys, I had a hundred point. I had a hundred slides to go through. I guess this is the will of God. He doesn't want to bore you with the slides. So I guess <laughs> right. what? let's just forget the slides. Let's, let's just go and make this happen the way it is. Yeah, I like when the slides don't work. I mean, because really, the audience, they, don't, they hate slides. I mean, really, slides, to read all the words and get all the nuances, that's really horrible. I yeah, look at slides as more of a marketing aspect. Can I market myself? Can I market my credibility? And then do a deep dive on each of the points rather than the slide itself. So you're absolutely right about that, Dave. We'll be right back after this short break. Today, we'd like to thank our sponsor, AppGallop, where cloud meets commerce. AppGallop is a cloud commerce automation and marketplace platform, enabling service providers to drive revenue growth, achieve agility, and kickstart digital transformation. In fact, if you're in the telco space or you're an internet service provider, AppGallop will accelerate your time to the fast-growing cloud market, delivering all the top-selling cloud services to your customers with unified identity, access, subscription billing, and payment management. If you want to sell your cloud platform, you need AppGallop. If you have telco products, circuits, switches, hosting services, whether it's private cloud or public cloud, and you want to include AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google, you want to make sure you use AppGallop, the one-stop platform for digital transformation. Thank you very much, AppGallop. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit 
LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. All right, thanks Dan for sharing that. It, it just, I just had to cover that for our audience. I just felt like it was so important for them to know that things like that are gonna happen. Yep. I, I don't know of any speaker out there on the circuit or people that just even do it at their workplaces where they haven't had a technical failure. And it's how you overcome that. And if you make excuses, your audience is going to follow that. And so I appreciate you sharing that, Dan. Make light of it. That's when you can actually talk about yourself. Oh, I wish I would have done this, whatever. But you got to really get your audience past that by being a great speaker, by being Mm -hmm. a great presenter. Master the room. Control the room. Here's the last one. We talked about this point, Dan, and and we're going to wrap this up with how not to begin a speech. Simple phrase of, I'm glad to be here. Why is that? what you shouldn't say in the beginning because i've seen and heard so many speakers use this in the beginning they'll say hey i'm just glad to be with you i'm glad to be here glad to be in the bahamas glad to be in atlanta glad why is this not good dan i know it sounds polite but why do you think it's not good to be able to open up a speech with that i don't care if you're not if you're glad to be here i paid to hear you tell me something that i really need to make myself a better person, to be more profitable. I don't care if you're glad to be here. You're getting paid. You better be glad. (laughs) Or maybe you didn't get paid, but someone paid for your hotel room or you're getting publicity to grow your business or to grow your company. I don't care if you're glad to be here. Give me what I need so I can make myself better or make my, my business more profitable or to be a better father, better husband, better parent to my kids. I don't need to know if you're glad to be here. In fact, you just wasted five minutes of my time. That's so true. That is so true. You got to look at it and say, you know, whether you're glad to be here or not, you got a job to do. Present that. Give us what we need to hear. Don't waste my time. So it's so true that you said that. That's, that's, that's actually kind of funny because I, I remember not literally we have these online virtual meetings now and someone actually on Thursday in the presentation said, you know, I'm just happy to be able to spend some time with the rest of you guys here. And I'm thinking to myself, why did you say that? okay, then maybe you shouldn't be speaking. You know, it just really threw me off to hear them say, I'm glad to be here. And then you know what they said on top of that, Dan? They actually said, I'm actually at the beach right now. <laughs> you're glad to be here, but you're at the beach? No, you're not. You're not glad to be here. You were asked to be a presenter. You took the gig and then you went to the beach. I'm mad because I can't be at the beach there either. Right. You know, I'm sitting there. Exactly. Why would you tell me you're glad to be here? But then you, you, then you turn around right after that and say, and I happen to be at the beach on vacation this whole week. <clears throat> I don't want to hear that. That's- Frustrating me, right? I mean, the, the way to look at this is don't, this is not for small settings, right? right? If you're talking to your wife, your spouse, your best friend, it is important because they may need words of affirmation. Sure. They might need to hear you are glad to spend time with them. But at the end of the day, if, if my wife has to go on my calendar and schedule time and then, and then on my calendar, she sees that the time that I have available, I only want to talk about the yard. <laughs> and I only want to talk about the garden. And so she knows coming in here, the conversation, I have 15 minutes. We're only going to talk about the yard and garden. That's different. I'm not going to say, hey, I'm glad to be here with you. That, that, that doesn't make sense at all. 
but when right. you to a full audience, everyone has different ways to make them feel good about themselves, whatever right. it may be. This is not the time to tell people, I'm glad to be here in a virtual conference. Like you just said, yeah, I'm on the beach talking to you from a laptop. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm gone now. I'm not glad. I'm not happy that I'm stuck in my house during COVID, but yet you get to be on the beach. I don't want to even listen to your presentation. I don't even care about it anymore. I'm going to move on. So remember guys and girls, remember that if you complete a public speaking training program, most of your organizations, your companies will have training credits or training budget. Ask them, Hey, can you help me? I, I want to take a public speaking training course. And the reason why I want to take a public speaking training course is so I can be more confident in myself. I can be more confident in speaking about the company and make sure I can position the brand of the organization in a way that looks great. And so it is important for me to continue to train and educate myself. And that's the reason why I need to get an opportunity to go to DSB leadership group to complete their public speaking training program. So don't forget, you, sometimes organizations will have money set aside for that. Ask them. Yeah. And that's so true, Dan. I think that we forget that a lot of companies have dollars set aside for what we call professional development. Uh, there are often departments of learning within the HR uh, department. So they're there. Some of them even have their own internet system or they have online platform for courses that they've really purchased or set aside for their employees. Why not take advantage of an offering or a course on public speaking. It's only going to help your future. It's only going to help you advance as a leader. Go ahead and take advantage of that. There's material out there. Come to see, come see us. We'd be happy to be able to share some thoughts with you. But keep in mind what we shared earlier. We've made a lot of the mistakes that you might hear about, you might see, you might even do. But we're doing this because we want you to be able to grow in your confidence and know that you don't have to make these same mistakes. You don't have to go down the rough path because we've been down there already. We want you to be successful. We want you to crush your presentations and to be able to get to the goals that you have set before you professionally and personally. That's the most important thing. So I want to thank you guys for joining us on our podcast this week. I want to ask you to, to subscribe. Go ahead and consider being a sponsor. Support us. You could go through Patreon. Look us up, DSB Leadership Speaking. That's the way you can support our platform. But continue to send us your topics, the areas you want Dan and I to discuss, you want us to debate and go at it, we'll show you. We'll have fun doing this. And we're going to hopefully together increase our ability to win more deals, to become to, uh, the executives and the and leaders that we want to be, and actually to spread our influence all through public speaking. The next time we get together, we're actually going to talk about something that's going to be a lot of fun, something you don't always think about. We're going to talk about nonverbal communication. Why is this so important? Hmm. How is this as important or as vital, if not more, than actual verbal communication? So we we'll see you next time on the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up Podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.